Hi, I'm Barry Clark. Welcome to the Mortgage and Property Podcast brought to you by Mortgage Monster. Now sit back, relax and get ready for top tips, tricks and advice to help you with all of your mortgage and property needs. So today we're talking about buying process. Buying process can be deemed as being long, very, very complicated. So let's just see if we can break it down and make it a little bit easier for you. So what we're going to look at is there are two main parts to the process. There's the mortgage process and then there's the legal process. So the mortgage process is going to start. Uh, the mortgage process is going to start with two things. Basically, you can run these two processes side by side, alongside each other. Anyway, so we're going to look at the the, the broker stages, um, and after that, we'll look at the conveyancing steps, um, and we're going to run those processes side by side, so right alongside each other, and all this can happen about the same sort of time. Um, so with your broker stages, um, there's going to be two parts to that. One part is going to be the valuation, and the second part is going to be, uh, well, the first part of the valuation, when they're going to go look at the property, and the second part is going to look at you, and they're going to do underwriting. So those two bits will need to be done, so we can then produce a mortgage offer, and a mortgage offer basically means then that the uh, property, is, uh, that you, you're, the money's ready and waiting for you to go, so when your solicitor asks for it, the lender will then send your money to the solicitor, you put the rest of your money, and then you can then complete on your property. But let's go back a few steps. So the two stages are going to be, first of all, with the application. Um, once the application, once we know what property you're buying, um, we'll be doing the underwriting and the valuation. The underwriting is where they look at you. And uh, they're going to be basically asking you for things like, for example, you know, making sure that you are who you say you are. So they're probably going to look at your ID. They want to make sure you're not being fraudulent on your income. So they're probably going to want to see... Um, pay slips, for example, and bank statements to see that pay coming in. They want to make sure it's affordable. So then look through your statements to make sure that you know you don't have too many outgoings or other loans that we may have missed or anything like that. And we'll have a look at then your income coming in, uh, um, your your outgoings going out. Make sure left, enough left over basically better pay your your mortgage. And once they've finished underwriting, um, sometimes it's done at the same time. They'll do the property valuation. That's where they'll instruct an independent surveyor who will then go out to the property and, and, and have a look at the property itself, make sure there's no kind of issues with it, make sure it's suitable security for the bank. So, for example, some um, surveyors may not like properties which may be made from an unusual construction type. That could be where they're made from wood. Maybe they're made from, um, uh, maybe they're kind of a metal framed uh, potentially they're in unusual settings, maybe they're above uh, commercial premises or you know, above shops, bars or restaurants. Sometimes those can be a bit of pickle to kind of get through. Um, sometimes they're in areas which maybe the, the lender may or may not like. So we'd want to make sure really that the lender would deem your property as being suitable and um, security. And they do that by way of, as I say, uh, an independent surveyor going out and looking at the property on behalf of the bank. Now, with that, you can also have other types of survey as well. Uh, survey as well. So, for example, you can ask for a uh, home buyer's report or a um, or, or a full survey. The difference between those three are the following: basically, um, the lender survey or the entry level survey is literally just for the bank. It's just for them to make sure there's nothing weird and quirky, nothing one weird and wonderful. You know, it doesn't have Japanese knotweed in the garden. Um, you know, it's not structurally unsafe. Uh, it is definitely livable. It does have a kitchen and a bathroom. And they just want to make sure all those bits and pieces, make sure that it's all okay. But, but, but that, that actual valuation is just for the lender. So sometimes you won't even get a copy of that valuation. It's purely for the lender to make sure they're happy to lend on it. So the first type of valuation is going to be an entry level valuation, say it's just for the lender. 
second type is going to be home buyers, and you know we strongly recommend you look at either home buyers or a um, or a full property survey on any property that you purchase. Really, it's like getting an, an MOT for your property. Um, you know, you wouldn't buy your car without an MOT. Same way, you would probably wouldn't buy a property without having a survey done on it. The reason surveys are really important because that's going to tell you almost what um, works going to be done to the property over the next, say, five, ten years or so. Plus, also they spend a bit longer in the property as well, so sometimes they can spot more defects of the property. And obviously, you want to make sure you're buying a property that you know you know you can afford, and you also know you can afford to maintain as well. So, Home Buyers Report operates a traffic light type system, with uh, green meaning everything's good, uh, amber means um, that the uh, property might need a bit of work, and red means that it really seriously needs looking at. So, you'll get a report, but it's around about I don't know 15, 20 pages long. Um, once you've got that report, I strongly recommend giving it to your broker to have a little bit of a look through. Um, some of these things will always be read. So, for example, um, on a home buyer's report, they can't necessarily tell you about the plumbing because they're not plumbers. They can't necessarily tell you about electrics. They're not electricians. They can't tell you about the boiler because they don't service boilers. So all of those areas will always be read. So whenever you get a home buyer's report, first thing you do is don't panic because they always look terrible. <laughs> they always look absolutely awful. But, you know, have a look through them. Look at what parts, you know, they can't look at, what parts they're not sure about. And have a look through the report. First thing to do is not to panic. Um, but have a look through the report. Say so some of these things will always be read. So kind of put those to, to, to one side and we have those checked afterwards. But really concentrate on any things that, that are read that, you know, really are important, such as the structure of the property, any roof repairs that needs to be done. You, know, you, may need to repay, uh, you may need to replace panes of glass, for example, that are frosted or letting water in. So, you know, having a look through that with either... You know, somebody knows a bit about property, whether it be, you know, the estate agent, your broker, a builder, um, will definitely be able to kind of handhold you through uh, 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 those bits and pieces. Um, the third type of survey is a full structural survey. And that's really, uh, you'd probably have a full structural survey if, say, for example, I know you'd notice nearly a defect for the property, either with the lender's own uh, survey or the home buyer survey. Or you can just have a full survey because you want to have a full survey. These typically can be quite a bit more expensive. Typically they're you know, 800 to 1,000 pounds, whereas a home buyer's may only be 500 pounds, for example. The lender survey will tend to be, um, uh, sometimes they're free, sometimes they're a couple of hundred pounds. They're not a huge amount, but they're not kind of giving the lender, you know, a, a huge amount of information. They're just making sure the lender's nice and safe. So a full structural survey is where they'd have someone who's a, you know, structured aware of the property, have a look around the whole house and tell you what work needs to be done, any kind of remedial work needs to be done. You'd probably point them something which you may have seen on an earlier report would need to be fixed. Um, so from that point of view, you would probably uh, say some, you know, we've had the lender's uh, survey come back in again. And it said potentially the property uh, maybe has a defect, such as, I don't know, it, it, it needs a new roof, or maybe it's structurally unsound, or they're not sure about, I don't know, the, the, the damp in this room, so you may need maybe a damp and timber survey, um, or we're not sure about the trees that are kind of, you know, uh, next door because they're causing the property very slightly uneven. Um, so um, all of the uh, valuations may ask for a kind of a specialist report, um, as I say, even a full survey potentially, if they're something not sure of, they may ask for, for additional reports to be done. Any additional reports to be done uh, will probably come as a cost, but you probably want to kind of, you know, the vendor who's selling the property is going to really want to make sure um, that anyone who tries to buy the property is going to come across the same issue. So sometimes you can have a negotiation with, with the vendor and say, look, you know, we're not maybe ready to buy the property until these additional reports have been done. Or sometimes, uh, you know, a home buyer survey is, is is a really really good way, or a full structure is a really really good way of maybe making sure there are no defects on on, on the property. 
The other thing to be aware of as well is that sometimes when our clients get home buyers reports, um, they do sometimes find there is a little bit of work to be done. But just bear in mind, it doesn't necessarily mean the property is worth any less money because the bank may have already gone out and valued the property at the current value in its current state. So just bear in mind that just because there are a few bits and pieces to be done on the property, it doesn't necessarily mean that you should ask for a chunk of money less because the property is that money, potentially because there is work that needs to be done. So that kind of wraps up, hopefully, surveys in a really, really long-winded way. Um, so once the uh, lender has been out and they've looked at the property valuation, um, they've done the underwriting, so they've looked at you and they've looked at the property, the next thing we we'll do now is to um, create a mortgage offer. And that mortgage offer is a binding offer from the lender that says, yes, we're ready to lend you this amount of money on this property at this rate over this term. And that money, uh, that, that offer is ready and sitting there and waiting then until solicitor says, right, yep, we're ready to go with the legals. Please, can we have that, that money now? So once you've got your mortgage offer, it then goes over then back to conveyancing. So the legal process is going to start with some paperwork coming out to you. And that's just to make sure uh, for, you, for you to fill in for the solicitor to make sure they know what property you're buying and that sort of stuff. You will send the paperwork then back to the solicitor. Once they receive those in, They'll get uh, contracts in from the other selling solicitor, from the one uh, that, you, that you're buying from. Um, and from that point onwards, solicitor will ask then for searches to be carried out. Now, a search basically is whereby they go to local council and say, please can you tell me all about the property. Um, they can sometimes take between a week and a month to kind of come back into Slister. And that's really when Slister knows a little bit more about the history of your property and has all the paperwork for it. At that point on then, she can ask lots of questions to the selling solicitor. And once she's answered those questions, those are called inquiries. And both solicitors will go forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards. And sometimes forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards. More and more and more and more and more until all those questions have been answered. So sometimes there are over 200 inquiries that solicitors have to kind of go through and agree on between your buying solicitor and the person who's selling the property, their solicitor as well. Um, once all those inquiries have been answered, um, you're then in a position then uh, to report to your uh, your own solicitor will be in a position then to then report to you, tell you, yes, we're all good. All our questions have been answered, but everything back from the counter, we're all good to go. So let's start moving forwards. Um, so now we're coming towards the end of conveyancing. We've got the mortgage already sitting there. All the solicitor needs to do now is basically exchange the property, which whereby they would literally take your contract you've signed, their contract they've signed, and kind of slide them around to each other, then your property's exchanged. So over and above that then, um, then I'm gonna talk about completion, which is when you actually move into your home, they request the money down from the lender, add in money you've got, and pay the person that you've already got, uh, that you've already uh, sent your deposit to. Um, when they've received that money, that's when they'll give you your keys. And that is when you can finally complete on your property. One of the other really important things to look at when you're going through the buying process is probably just to make sure um, you've looked at, for example, things like your know, home insurance in order to complete on your property. You have to have home insurance. If it's a freehold property or if it's a leasehold property, you're going to want to make sure um, that there is insurance policy in place because that will be a prerequisite of the lender. Uh, the other kind of fairly smart thing to be looking at at that point, because you're taking a relatively big debt, is maybe to look at some sort of protection for you, whether it be life insurance, uh, critical illness, it could be income protection benefits to cover you in case you're suddenly ill. Yeah, it's those sorts of things we want to put in place by the time you complete also. So after you've done all those bits and pieces, um, you've now completed, it's now time to arrange your moving in party. So thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow the podcast and turn on notifications to make sure you never miss another episode. 
So sometimes we may actually talk about mortgages and so on, which, as you know, is your regulated activity. So that kind of may form a financial promotion. So we just have to run through some risk warnings, basically. So first of all, we're talking about residential mortgages. Your home may repossess. Do not get repayments on your mortgage. We're talking about buy-to-let mortgages. Your property may repossess if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Talk about let-to-buy mortgages. Your property may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Uh, also, some buy-to-let mortgages are not regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. We've talked about lifetime home reversion plans. This lifetime mortgage home reversion plan. To understand features and risks, please ask for a personal illustration. If we happen to talk about debt consolidation, we have to include the sentence, think carefully before securing debts against your home. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. If we happen to talk about second charges or secured loans, your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it. But if we talk about equity release, a lifetime mortgage is not available for everyone. It's important to seek financial advice before taking any action. All other options available should be explored before choosing equity release. Interest is charged on both the original loan and interest that's been added. The amount you owe will increase over time, reducing the equity left in your property potentially to nothing. Please discuss with your family and beneficiaries. If we happen to talk about commercial lending, we have to let you know that commercial lending and some buy-to-let mortgages are not regulated by our financial conduct authority. And lastly, most importantly, uh, Mortgage Monster's trade name of Just Mortgage Direct Limited, which is the appointed representative of the Open Work Partnership, trading style of Open Work Limited, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.